Oi, where are the women? Hello and welcome to the... Where are the women? Where are the women? Where are the women? Podcast with me, Gail Something Else. And me, Rachel Strong. Where are the women? Are we ready to bend the music stage? Where are the women? Come join our cause, this needs to change. Create more opportunity, don't want to bail, join our naked community. Hello and welcome to the Where Are The Women podcast. This week's guest is an 80s legend, Maggie from Fuzzbox. So we best start with a Fuzzbox tune and this is Rules and Regulations. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm good. It's the sun is shining, you know. Oh, so, yeah, and it's you know, it's all it's all lovely in Birmingham. Good. So 
Rachel, as ever, we're going to start with one of your independent tunes. What have you got for us this week? This week, I want to start off with uh, Panic Shack. And it's a song called I Don't Really Like It. I'd never heard of them until I listened to you on Milligan's show the other week. And he played one of their songs. And I thought, oh, my God, they're brilliant. So I looked them up. And this one's brilliant, too. Um and yeah, I mean, to listen to it, the words say what it is. It's it's great. I love it. Um, so it's, I don't really like it. There it is. Look at me like that And when you 
such a tune actually I've not heard of them either (laughs) yeah yeah no I've never heard of them until uh, Milligan mentioned them and I think one of the good things about listening to stuff like this and his show and various other shows like this is hearing new stuff brilliant right okay now it's time for who inspires you so Maggie we asked you to pick four tracks featuring women that inspire you what's your first choice um I'm going to go for Uptown Top Ranking. And the reason I'm going for that is that I think I mentioned that I come from Birmingham at the top of the show. And in Birmingham, growing up, listening to um, reggae music was something that we, we just did. You know, it was part of the culture. And I don't think people kind of understand that about about Birmingham is how multicultural it actually is and you know my class at school there was um a girl whose uncle was in steel pulse and so reggae was everywhere and I love this tune for for a number of reasons um but the main one is that they're not the best singers in the world and that adds to it 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 brings this extra dimension of of complete and utter joy in my opinion you know you don't have to be absolutely brilliant to make great music no it's quite this passion in it isn't it absolutely and do you know what they do with such style and they didn't care and i just loved it i was just like yeah and they just didn't look they didn't look like you know pop stars they weren't primped and preened and you know sort of it was just an absolute joy to see these girls. So, you know, so if I love this song. It's such a tune. Here it is. Love is all I bring In a McCarthy suit and ting 
just um you can't not know it no it's as soon as you said it it's like oh yeah i know that one (laughs) (laughs) you are right you know performance and passion um come well above skill for me i mean you know hats off to incredible skilled musicians and stuff but sometimes that can be so technically perfect that it's Mm. lacking that oomph and that's definitely got it I went to a lecture um, by, um, oh gosh, which is one of David Bowie's producers. He did Life on Mars, whoever that one is. Um, And he was playing David Bowie's vocals from it. And they are not perfect. And the the reason that it works so well in that track, when he deconstructed it, is that the slight sort of dissonant, the the dissonance and, and the offness of some of the notes actually added to the to to the construction of the song it was just awesome when you heard it deconstructed and then it sat back into its little home and you know it's just incredible perfection is overrated yeah absolutely for sure yeah and i add some advice from um an incredible musician that i know who also has the passion and performance but his advice to me was don't ever hit the perfection point or because you can't get out of it. And then mm. you're just disappointed with everything that you do <laughs> until you get to that point and you spend loads more time on it. And then when you keep repeating things, you lose that initial passion as well. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, fuck perfection. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, always keep your first take because, you know, so sometimes that is the best. Absolutely. And, 
and you know sort of history is littered with you know the the wonderful mistakes that make it onto records and you know so if, and you know so just yeah it's just something really human about mistakes isn't there and and I think if you lose the humanity from music it just becomes a bit cold well you know I I love electronic music absolutely love it think a lot of that is underestimated you know if ever anybody's tried to I'm doing mainly electronic at the moment the amount of choice that you have is just overwhelming and the discipline is actually the, the the talent in that is getting the sounds that all work together yeah and that that but that's a different thing from mm. live music where it, it's a different experience and you know and I think even you know being in fuzzbox obviously we embraced the mistakes and it was it made it great fun because we didn't care you no, know yeah. i'm in a band like that now i mean i play with three incredible musicians and i'm just you know i mean i can sing and i can write songs and the, the i play the stick bass because it just it's just a filler i keep it simple but we've never played a gig where one of us hasn't fucked up and it's usually me <laughs> <laughs> And who cares? It's real, isn't it? And we're just having a lovely time. And I think that's what's most important. That's really infectious as well, isn't it? You know, as an audience. It's um, human. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing better than watching a band that are clearly having fun doing what they're doing. You know, yeah. that you feel that yeah. and you absorb that. It makes it just a brilliant experience. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so what's your second choice? Um, my second choice, I'm going to go for um danielle dax cat house now danielle dax is an absolute hero of mine um i i don't know where to start with her she's just incredible um she she plays she produces she writes she sings beautifully uh she she gave some of the best advice um ever saying to young women that you you know so she took time out to learn about the studio environment and learn her craft not just performance wise but learn the technical elements of that and this is something that i constantly say to young women learn your tech if you have I've included that bit you were in our you're in our um where are the women film and um I, yeah. I put that bit in because I think it's such good advice. Mm. It is it is so it is something I say over and over. I've got a, a, a little friend, she's my, my friend's daughter, she's learning the guitar, and next Tuesday she's coming around to my house and I'm putting logic on and we are going to hook her up so that she gets an introduction to what she should be doing. So she's got control of her sound. Because I said to her, there are Fantastic. boys out there. There are boys out there who will try and diminish you. And mm. you, I will not let that happen to you. You are going to learn this. And you're going to be able to walk into a room and go, I want this. I want that. I need this. I need that. And you yeah. are just going to own, own it. And, you know, so this I'm passionate about. And Danielle, you know, she, she is she's so highly regarded and so undersold isn't she um I just absolutely love I cannot you know sort of I think I'm a bit in love with her if I'm quite honest 
<laughs> a girl crush, you know, so, but she's just phenomenal. And her creativity, you know, so you listen to her stuff and it's out there. It's pop, but different. And, you know, I aspire to be Daniel Dax every single day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cat House. Oh, she is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, she she's just amazing. Okay, let's pop over to Evie for some news. 
My name is Evie and this is the Where Out The Women News. We just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who was there for the launch event on the 19th. Uh, it went amazingly, we were all so happy and it was amazing to actually finally be able to get out and do a gig. Um, thank you so much to every single one of the acts that participated, all the buskers, everybody was on the main stage. Uh, thank you to all of the crew as well that helped out if you did miss a chance to buy any merch at the merch stall or if you couldn't make it for any reason at all uh, go and check out our Bandcamp shop um, we've got plenty of prints for sale we've also got merch i believe as well so go and check that out uh, also remember we've got our patreon account so if you go there you can sign up and pledge three pound a month or 20 pound a month it's completely up to you anyway that's all for me, it's just a quick one. Where are the women? We're here and we're coming at you. Right then, back to who inspires you. Who's your number three, Maggie? Okay. Number three is uh, Fanny. Now, I didn't know there were other girl bands, right? I just didn't. I, you know, so where, you know, this is back in the day before the interweb and everything else. And this band had just skipped me by, you know. And then, so obviously, because when we started becoming a bit more well-known, people were saying, oh, you know, sort of all these other girl bands. And Fanny was just one of the ones that I hadn't really heard of. And it was like trying to get their stuff because it, it, was, it was really difficult. But, Women know, so weren't pushed the same, you know, when we had record shops. You just didn't. You know, unless it, I mean, the Motown thing, there were a lot of women's voices and stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, women didn't get the same space on the shelves in record shops, did they? No, and you know, had to, and because they're American, I had to order stuff and, and you know, sort of beg and borrow. But um, what an incredible band, and you know, sort of all just playing away, and you know, sort of female guitarists, because honestly, still today. If you try and get a female guitarist, they're like hen's teeth. You know, mm. so it, it's really difficult to find um, rocky girl guitarists. Um, and I know that, you know, sort of the, the, it's almost the death of the band, isn't it, really? Um, you know, bands aren't the big thing that they once were. Um, mm. And, you know, so we can talk a lot about that, but... Um, you know, so if it is difficult, and I still like a, a rock guitar, call me old-fashioned, please. <laughs> I mean, the underground um, is, yeah, uh, they, they, you know, the bands are still alive and kicking there. But as far as, the you know, the mainstream goes and those Absolutely. that are getting radio attention, it's definitely, uh, there does, it smells like there's a bit of a decline going on. Hopefully there'll be a, like there was with vinyl. Mm. <laughs> well, I've. I researched, um, because of something else I'm doing, I, I researched um, how many girl bands that have mm -hmm. been number one in the indie charts. So the indie charts started in 1980. How yep. many girl bands have been number one in the indie charts? Not many, I shouldn't imagine. Go on, guess. Ones that are completely all girls that didn't have males involved at all. In the last 30 years? In the last... Uh, more than that. Gosh. 40, it's 40 years. In the last 40 years. Oh, I'd say maybe 25? 25. Rachel? Mm, 
I want to be a little bit more optimistic and say 35. <laughs> I thought I was being optimistic. How many did you say, Rachel? Uh, about 35. 35. Shall I tell you how many? You I'm going to go Go funny, on. aren't they? One. No! No! no. One? <laughs> Fuck, absolute. Oh, my God. One. Who was it? That's You're looking at her. Wow. Are the really? only all-girl band ever in the history of the independent music charts to be number one. Wow. I mean, that's some badge, but it's also incredibly it's shocking. It's shameful is what it is. It's it shameful. It really is. The, the Pipettes were number one, but they had a backing group called the Cassettes, who were boys. Right. Um, we're the only girl band playing our instruments to get to number one. And writing your own songs. And and what yeah, do you know, here's here's the thing. So oh, the accusation you didn't write your own songs is actually a compliment because you know, you're not being you don't look competent enough to do something that good. Really, thank you. Thank you very much. I had someone say that to me a while ago. Who who writes your words for you? (laughs) You can't do words with your little lady brain. No, no. But isn't that shocking? Uh, yeah, it's outrageous. I mean, fair play. <laughs> but it's outrageous. Yeah. yeah, that needs to change. It needs to change. Well, you know, so if, like I said, with the death of the band, I'm not sure how, but um, there's a, there's quite a, a surge at the moment in, in all-girl bands. Because of obviously being in one, you, you, you have to sort of become expert in it. But um, there are some amazing... Um, female rock and punk bands out there especially punk i mean mm. loud women the collective you've got the petrol girls and yeah uh all sorts really i mean yeah but they're they're still grassroots and in you know underground and it's not um but i think because women sing about women's stuff and you know most of my song or nearly all of my songs are protest songs if they're not about wanking or whatever but <laughs> because because we're taking space and actually i mean you were like the second generation of women taking space on stages you know we're the we, we're kind of the third generation i guess but um it's yeah it's still really early days for it and it's still very much underground so you still have to have things like where are the women and loud women and and whatnot to push female artists forwards but then it's still it's it's counterproductive in a way because it sticks us in this niche and this is where we belong so it's like how do we cross it over which is a um an important question i think well i'm bored of protesting for to be of course you know what i mean (laughs) so am i i just want to write some fucking naff pop songs thanks It's, you know, sort of, I don't want to be a strong woman anymore. I just want to be a person that gets on with shit, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't that be lovely? But it, we just don't, just to have that choice that isn't just being um, like the, the iconic 50s housewife, which, they, you know, there's still some push to, to maintain that. And if women want to do that, that's fine. And if women want to do that for a bit, that's fine, you know. Yeah. Nothing has to be. Choices, nothing has it? to be forever. But it's really hard to go back from that, holding your ground and taking mm. your space and making a noise about it, isn't it? Well, you know, once you've done it. You know, in rules and regulations, we we talk about you know, go to school, follow the rules, blah blah blah. However, 
when we sort of talked about that, we weren't diminishing the role of woman as as person at home. No. We were we were pointing out how degraded it is. That that's something mm. else because you know until you're supposed to be yeah all that shit about childcare, which is the big elephant in the bloody yeah. room as far as I'm concerned. Until that's sorted out, it, it's going to be on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, yeah. on repeat, because that is the issue. That yes. and you know, biology dictates that we're sort of women, wombs, whatever. Are, are the vehicles for, for childbirth and we need more provision at venues and festivals for people to be able to take their families and, and, yeah and, and families in general you know so if you you know so the concept of family is so broad these days and good good you know i said that we look after my friend's daughter we're not her actual family but we take care of her mm. because that's what society should do the family should Absolutely. be a broader concept yeah. than just this narrow thing and that's another problem as well isn't it but um yeah. but until you know we look after amelie so that her mum can go to work yeah brilliant so she can afford to go to work and you know sort of not big oh how great are we because we you know i get so much out of looking after her um but it should, you know, we should think more, you know, sort of it in a bigger sense of what what it means, what what families mean, and community. caring yeah, means, yeah. you know. I, I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, so, yeah, childcare." Well, do something then. Go and look after somebody's kid. <laughs> Actually, you know, ha have you thought of doing that? You know. Just do it. Yeah. And it's so, again, it's so rewarding. And Amelie can hold her own in any situation because she's been passed around in different people, you know, in the yeah, nicest yeah. possible way. She's got really broad experience. Yes. I think that's really good for children. And, you know, for, for children to have a number of adults that care about them and that exactly. they can turn to, that's really good for the kids as well. My um, kids, I mean, I started the tea tent when my youngest was two. And um, my next one up was four and uh, they, the whole crew looked after them yeah. because we were, you know, I was running this 24 hour space and they just had loads of adult company, loads of yeah. interaction, loads of freedom in festival fields and kids yeah. areas yeah. and all the rest of it. And it did them the world of good. I yeah. mean, they both hold their own now. You mine know? are the same. My, mine grew up around activist groups and they, they spent time you know, from being really quite small, being uh, around adults who, who listened to the, their ideas and spoke to them on the level and didn't patronise them. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're now both adults who are really confident, really sure of themselves. And, and that is a big part of it. You know, it's about being around those different conversations and different ideas and not just <laughs> mum telling you to do your homework. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, sort of having that idea that adults aren't just parents. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're actual yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Now you're a mum. <laughs> well, Abby was saying we had Sound of the Sirens on a few yeah. weeks ago, and um, Abby was performing uh, pregnant, and um, you know people mm -hmm. were saying, "Oh, that that's you girls done now, then, isn't it?" 
you know she's like <laughs> definitely is not an athene i mean yeah. she taught till she was nine months pregnant and people going oh yeah yeah you know once you've got a baby and then once you've got a toddler crawling and you know and it's it's or crawling and then a toddler and um it's like no no this doesn't have to be the end of your career um as a performer just because you've had children no. you just have to find ways around it and the industry is lacking in provision exactly that. exactly that's definitely a contributing factor as to why um the level and you know and that's rooted in sexism as mm. well the whole thing is rooted in sexism but that's one of the issues as to why there aren't so many women giving it beans out there on stages isn't it? It, it it's it's unless you've got some money behind you it's going to be difficult um yeah. and that you know so if um one of my friends she's she's just had a baby and there's still this thing about breastfeeding in public what the heck is oh. that about what what <laughs> exactly is that about you I, can get I, your tits out to sell a car but not to feed a baby it's insane oh i've got a song about that as well yep, actually a song about it was uh yeah it's called hungry little human and the canadian breastfeeding convention used it as their theme tune oh, wonderful. Which I thought was amazing. yeah yeah really cool but um yeah that that stigma is just ludicrous just don't stare i don't stare at you eating no so please avert your gaze is one of the lines in it <laughs> well, do, you, do you know here's the other thing i actually think it's a really beautiful thing to mm, see i do too yeah. um you know so if, and, but there is this like sort of oh that's so nice and oh that's a bit like leery um it's 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 you know so if, but um, fine line, you know, i it? just i it, it is a fine line <laughs> um and i'd rather err on the oh it's a bit leery kind of <laughs> <laughs> um so but you know so if I, I just i really do not understand how anyone can get offended but i just it's like what exactly is that but there you go it's because a woman's doing it well yeah it's, if it's, members it's, fed it would have been normal a long time ago it's like yeah. periods isn't it it'd be <laughs> just like oh yeah and then you know you'll never guess what i came fucking on didn't i yeah there's blood everywhere <laughs> mate you know you can just you can hear it you can hear it they'd be showing they would. They'd be wouldn't sending they? each other photographs on WhatsApp groups, wouldn't they, exactly. of their plots? Look at this. Look at the blob yeah. on that, you know. It would, wouldn't it? Oh it would God. be so different. Yeah. It would. Yes. You know, it would be a mark of pride, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, it bloody well would. And, you know. Yeah, my period lasted for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> Bragging rights. Yeah. yeah. Measuring, measuring the clocks. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> anyway, talking of blood, let's get back to funny. Here it is. Understands 
distance is measured out in years I know just what it's like to listen to my fears You can talk to me You can talk to me You can talk to me If you're lonely, you can talk to me That song was from 1971 when I was born, and I'd never heard of them. So cheers for that. No, I'd never heard of them either. Yeah, this is what I mean. You know, it was such a revelation, and you know, they're they're sort of they're icons. They're blooming icons. Look them up on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, they're already on my list. Yeah, they're amazing. Right, what's your number four? It's Shangri La's leader of the pack. Brilliant. And we come back to sort of what women are expected to do and how, you know, sort of they're underestimated. You know, the Shangri-Las as a vocal group are just incredible. Um, Yeah. You know, sort of, 
their work is just astonishing um and one should not just underestimate a female vocal group i love some some female vocal groups absolutely some some you know um girls aloud i love love loads of girls aloud and why can't you just be a pop star and sing about frivolous things you should be the sad thing is is that there's so much other stuff that needs to be sad mm. that's largely what women do isn't it certainly on our scene you know on the grassroots independent mm. scene you know women are feeling like they they have to have something to say to be heard yeah and um, um, i'm trying to sort of i mean the leader of the pack is you know so i i I love it for so many reasons, you know, so it's bad boy, you know, so she's, you know, and um, I love a bit of morbid as well in a pop song. We've lost morbid <laughs> on that level. It's a story, you know? isn't oh, it? Yeah. Oh my God, no. It's, um, it's a pop song and it's a story and that's yeah, quite yeah. an unusual crossover. Yeah. yeah. You know, so the, the, there are some good story pop songs in that, you know, so, um, but, I just I, I love it and you know so I just love the power of it it's 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 so it's such a wonderful track it really is here it is is she really going out with him well there she is let's ask her Betty is that Jimmy's ring you're wearing mm-hmm gee it must be great riding with him is he picking you up after school today
<laughs> yeah, it's such a classic. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Okay, now it is time for. Yeah, what's that in my marigolds? So each week, um, I pull something out of the marigold instead of the hat, uh, which is basically stupid, sexist shit that men say. Um, and this week it is. You're not like other girls. <laughs> I hate that one. That is possibly one of my most hated things because it's so it, it's designed to separate us, isn't it? It's designed to set us up it against is one another. I hate really it. Really divisive. Yeah. Really divisive. It's uh yeah, and keeping women divided is a is a just another way of keeping them in check. Of course it, it is. Of course it is, yeah, because if we're competing against each other, we're not stopping to go hang on a minute why are we bothering to compete for this really mediocre man well and then you know if we join forces against things then things change i mean that's you know historically that's that's proven that when women get together they can take space yes so keeping them divided which is you know the divide and rule tactics are classic ancient as far as the ruling classes and stuff goes but um it's kind of bred into society and I hear it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you have, Maggie. I mean, I'm I'm sure all of you did when you were younger. I mean, you were amazingly special for, for me in my childhood. You were the only girl band that were playing their instruments and writing their songs, and I found it really inspirational. Um, so you were special as in, you know, you, you broke through and um, made it, really. Yeah. Um, which was incredible for the time so you were you know you were not like other girls in that way because you you'd done that but to be told that as a human to make you feel above other women is a different beast isn't it I can't I cannot bear um sort of this sort of you know sort of competition Mm. stuff I was looking at um you know the the ads you get on um because I love Mario Kart right I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, <clears throat> but some of the ads that come up, like King's Choice and High Rise and what have you, and it's these women that have been like, like you don't get enough of this in your own real life. But you know, why don't you step out of your real life and get some proper abuse in your your alternative <laughs> life where you know, sort of your body hair's going to be mocked. You know, sort of, you know, you, your personal hygiene's questioned. You've got to compete over some chiseled-looking, flaky bloke. For what? <laughs> you know? No, Indeed. I just, just sniffed my hairy arm. No, I'm not doing that. No. No, go away. And, you know, sort of, it is just, it is beyond. You don't get that for men. No. You know? No, you were saying um, in the film about the some of the interview questions oh, that God. you got about lipstick and eyeliner no, and seriously. fighting over boys. Do you fight over lipstick? Well, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it, but there's something. When, when, when I'm next on my blob, I'll, I'll get a nasty about that, shall I? <laughs> It's like an extremely wasteful way to use your energy, isn't it? Worrying about lipstick. Well, there's a lot of money to be made from it, isn't exactly. there? Exactly. Yeah, of course. You know, is. and if you if you have a platform, then um, 
consumerism wants to use you you know capitalism wants to use you to sell it to everybody else don't they Uh, and i think you know so if we genuinely didn't care there was um something that i'm really really proud of we got interviewed by just 17 and they did a picture sort of story and basically they they wanted us to do it this poor girl who who was a model wanted wanted to be a model and she had to become a first boss but we we said to them we want to be photographed without our makeup on and you know sort of how we've turned up in the morning because we wanted these girls to know that we didn't just wake up like that that mm, we were yeah. just ordinary and when you think about that you know so i was the oldest one but the younger ones how brave of them not to, yeah. to, to just go do you know what no no yeah. we're gonna we're gonna show our girls you know the rest of us that it's not it's it's fabricated it's it's you know it's not natural it's not every day and yeah. we've got so much response from that from that you know simple That's act just brilliant of, of yeah doing absolutely that. brilliant you know, sort of mm. girls were writing in saying, you know, how amazing it was. And, you know, so I'm really, really glad we did that. Really glad. I remember that. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sure you did because it it probably was the first time that you'd ever seen a female in from pop or, or film or whatever purposefully going without makeup. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Really amazing, really inspiring. I think I'll just yeah, show you now, actually, we are just, in, in a lot of ways, we are exactly like other girls. And in other ways, we're all different because, you know, we're nothing like other girls. It's really different stuff. But the, the only reasonable response to you're not like other girls is why, what's wrong with other girls? You know, exactly. when a man says something like that, he's telling that on himself. That is always my response. Yeah. 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 He's telling on himself when he says stuff like that. I, yeah, I just, sure. I, you just... There's, there's so many things that are said to women that aren't said to men. Mm. You know, there's, there's a classic, you never say a male journalist or a male musician no. or a male doctor, a male dentist. What, no. it, it sounds ridiculous. There's a brilliant Facebook page called The Man That Has It All. Yeah. Oh, I have to look And it's a parody. Yeah, it's, it's that, exactly. And it's like, oh, you know, we've got... Um, what do we call? Yeah, what do we call a male doctor, for example? They've got but, a shop, um, haven't they? That sell T-shirts with things like male doctor and male scientist on them. Aren't they? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, males, <laughs> and they charge males. they charge more for the men's clothes than the women's clothes. <laughs> I'll invite you to brilliant. it. It's just every day they put stuff up that makes me belly laugh. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so good. Right then, um, I'm going to go with my first independent tune. Um, when I put. A shout out for the video. Uh, one of the people that responded was a wonderful human called Miri, uh, who was part of um, the Women to the Front collaboration, did lots of promotion for LGBTQ um, performers and stuff in London, um, and is a brilliant singer-songwriter in her own right. So uh, this is Good Ones. Stumble 
Another new discovery from getting in touch over the film and stuff. Yeah, um, she was great in the film as well. I really liked listening to what she had to say. Yeah, yeah. The film will be uh, premiering. If I can find the hard drive, I've lost the hard drive with it on, haven't I? Oh, it'll turn up. <laughs> By the time this goes out, hopefully it'll be found. I've no <laughs> idea where it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what's your second choice, Rachel? Oh, my second choice is uh, it's Red Ruff. Um, who are a three-piece um, band 
and they they just do loads of harmony stuff so uh, i saw them at a little festival a couple of years ago and i just thought they were brilliant they're, they're so full of cube then when i saw them they were singing a song about mending a van with a hammer um but this one that i've chosen is there it's their version of um a kid's nursery rhyme it's the owl and the pussycat here it is i was beautiful in ribbons and beads and bangles it's a shame that me pants were around me ankles i slipped down a bank while i was having a wee and that's how you met me Life is no fairy tale, your proposal by email was better than by text, I suppose. I'm not one for convention, and did I mention the ring was from the end of his nose? That's how it goes, bop, bop, bum, bop, bop, bum. You were shy and embarrassed, I was bold as brass. I showed you the tattoo I got on me ass. Gladly I never spilled a drop from me can Cause that's the kind of girl I am Life is no nursery rhyme I find that come Christmas time There's nothing that I need to kill I'm not one for convention And did I mention the turkey who lives on the hill He lives there still up, 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 up. I said get in the back of me transit van I'll drive and I'll take us as far as I can If we get to the sea then we'll dance on the sand And that's our only plan Life is no love song Sometimes people can be wrong Proved by the runcible spoon I'm not one for convention and did I mention we dance by the light of the moon? We'll stop no time soon. Up, 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 up. Oh, I love Nancy. Yeah, I mean, so I just love I. acapella acapella stuff um with harmonies and that is just everything they do just you don't see them they don't perform very often it's kind of a, a one-off special treat if you ever get to see them and they're brilliant yeah they're just absolutely so i mean nancy's in other she's got other projects yeah. going the ferrets and buddha Gouda. yeah and also an amazing artist who does this series called twat cats, twat cats brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah worth checking out well worth checking out um right then it is Time for Who does this woman think she is? So, who have we got this time, Rachel? This week, we are going to talk about Gisela Pearl. Um, she's um, an, an incredible woman, so incredibly brave and ballsy and just brilliant. So, Gisela Pearl was um, a Hungarian um, gynaecologist who was taken to Auschwitz in 1944. Um, and she worked under um, Joseph uh, Magala, um, who we all know about, I think, for the, the, the horrible, horrible man that basically did human experiments on, on um, people in the concentration camps. And she was told uh, that it was her duty to report to him any pregnant women that she discovered in the, in the camps. And she very quickly realised that it was because he intended to do his experiments on them um, and that pregnancy would be a death sentence, basically, for the woman and for her unborn child. Um, So she 
basically with very little equipment, no tools, no, no real sanitation even. She performed secret abortions at night um, to save those women's lives. Um, and it's estimated that she did about 3,000 abortions all the while she was in the camp. Um, and some of those women survived Auschwitz basically because of what she did. Um, it sat very heavy with her, and she had uh, after she was um, after she made her way out of um, Auschwitz post-war, she had something of a, a mental breakdown and, and made a suicide attempt. Um, but she came through. She came through the other side and ended up practicing in New York um, and specialising in infertility and fertility treatments. And she, you know, she said every baby that she delivered felt like it was kind of recompense for the ones that she for the abortions that she performed um but what an incredibly brave thing to do and i know even just talking about it is i'm trying not to cry actually because just thinking about that 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 process for her and how incredibly difficult and the danger she was putting herself in as well you know just what an amazing woman incredible it's hard to find the words really yeah bigger up yeah yeah giselle pearl Right. Um, let's lift up from that then and play another Fuzzbox track. Uh, this is probably my. This is the. This is probably the one that you're um, best known for. I mean, rules and regulations help change my or, or mould my view of the world. Um, but this, uh, the other night, actually, when we were getting ready to do the Where Out the Women launch, some of the crew were here and we were all dancing around the <laughs> living room to this. This is Pink Sunshine. Oh. <laughs>
yeah, Fuzzbox. Um, yeah, what what a thing, and what a thing to be part of. Oh, do you know, sort of, now that I'm sort of heading towards 60, so I'm, I'm just like, you, you, you start to think about your life choices, and I do not regret not getting a proper job in my 20s at all. <laughs> um, because, do you know what, houses come and go, whatever, um, you know, I'm lucky I've got, you know, I live somewhere nice, but, you know, it was a bit nicer. It wouldn't, wouldn't really sort of make my life any better, really. Um, but what does make my life better is knowing that I've achieved something and I've made a difference. And we were talking earlier about being the only girl band to have done that well that that's never going to be taken away from me that's that's just not going to happen and you know so i was joking last night in the pub because um a friend of mine was talking about a guy he said oh you must know this guy and he's doing this museum and i went oh yeah we're getting a museum of um youth culture and we're getting a museum of um music in in Birmingham and I went oh. now and I turned to my partner went that's two museums I'm going to be in two museums I'm not even dead <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant I mean I've got some understanding of um the music industry then because my brother was the lead singer of Coast to Coast who did do the Hucklebuck oh. and that's broomstick and stuff yeah yeah so I kind of learned about lies that the media tell and you know the, the the whole scam of the record industry and groupies and all these other things that have stood me in really good stead yeah. and, and made me determined to stay in the grassroots since but um I mean you were saying about you know honest articles in in just 17 and and you're not wearing makeup and stuff mm. but um you were in the paper loads and loads of that stuff must have been bollocks yeah you know they just I mean I remember they printed this story about my brother that he had like 100 pairs of shoes <laughs> and more than Mel Marcos or something and he didn't and they said he had a pink and black Ford Anglia and he didn't and, <laughs> you know and the oh the IRA the IRA was another one where um there were reports in the paper that his band had been held up on stage in Ireland by the IRA of course there's no mobile phones then we're all having kittens because we think my brother's are you know yeah, at yeah, gunpoint yeah. and eventually he phoned through and and it was like no, they. It was all arranged. They asked beforehand. They came on in their balaclavas with their guns, said the bit, and fucked off. You know, but um, the me the media bollocks. Mm. I mean, I think it's just as bad now. But um, that there was a lot more music in the media then, wasn't there? There, there wasn't. But you know, so if, okay, maybe the media as uh, traditional media. But you know, I don't know how I'd have coped with facebook back then because you know so I, i'm absolutely amazed at the number of people i've slept with because they keep popping up you know <laughs> my my friends you know so that really did they wow that's incredible because i don't know who they are um so <laughs> but all of this stuff um and you know so if it it's difficult you know sort of fixed was quiet about this for a while, but so even I think it's important to to say she started saying it. But um, 
she was very pressured by what was said in the press because she was taller than us and she was naturally a bigger frame than us. Um, they'd point this out and oh. and this this caused her to be anorexic. You know? Shit. And yes. well, yeah. And you know, so if it's something that as a band we lived with. Because, mm-hmm. you know, so she she was so ill. She was so ill at points. Um, they don't do that to blokes, do they? No. Well, well, he's carrying a few extra pounds. Do you know what I mean? It's oh. not the same. And and back then, it was different as well. Um, the, the pressure. You know, I was called fat by the record company. I was a size Jeez. eight. Jeez. I'd love to be so that fat you. now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's terrible isn't it the, the, the size eight. because you're you've made a noise and you've made a name that you someone has to tear you down mm. and on women it's often appearance oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but you know so if, um i you know i got banned from the record company for being gone oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well done <laughs> go on maggie yeah. yeah, they didn't like it. They didn't like the fact that I stalked back. I didn't like it. No, well done. No, I wasn't allowed in there on my own in case I told the truth. Oh, dear. Um, but, you know, so I, I'm proud of stuff like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. At the time, I was a bit like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so if, no, just no. Um, you know, so I look back at some of the stuff that, you know, was said by us and i wish people knew a bit more about it you know that and there's another big thing sort of your class as a woman um because we were working class right this caused much consternation we were um left alone and uh the head of um artistic direction or whatever rubbish title they were given pictures (laughs) pictures looking at pictures um they so if they were talking to us and uh, saying, you know, what what do your parents do? And Victoria was asked first, and her dad is a head teacher. Tina's dad was um, he was a builder, but he taught building, so he was a teacher really. And then they came to Joe, and you know, Joe and I were sisters, and they asked Joe what what our dad did, and she said, oh, a window cleaner, right, and the dog. <laughs> On this woman's face, right, was just horror. Absolutely, she didn't know what to say. And then my sister went, it's all right, Moira. It's all right. Posh houses, big windows. (laughs) 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 Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. But, yeah, that's definitely, well, what are you doing up here then if you're from down there, Mm. isn't it, you know? just extraordinary and they didn't know how to sort of deal with some of the things we said there was some joe got she was very good at this kind of thing joe um they were talking about us having tattoos like fake tattoos and you know so just they always look rubbish don't they and so we were laughing about it and then eventually they were trying to persuade us and you know we're just like no and then joe just got really really angry and she went yeah yeah actually Sod this, she said. Yeah, I'll I'll have this. Don't she said. Yeah, I'll just have 
cunt. <laughs> and the end it was dropped on that and that's so funny brilliant so what are you up to um musically and creatively these days um well i'm t- i've decided that <laughs> in my late 50s that i'm going to start doing solo stuff i'm doing my own stuff so great, um I'm writing at the moment and, um, you know, I've broken boundaries before. This is, you know, it's not, it's not. And you're never too old. The ageist thing needs to stop as Mm. well. You know, Hannah was, um, talks about that in the film actually, but it's like, you know, even she had it in her head as a young woman. She's still a young woman, really, that it'd all be over by the time she was 30 anyway. Yeah. You know, and um, they had a conversation they booked to support um oh gosh his name's gone from spando valley um Martin. tony hadley oh tony hadley yeah yeah and um they you know they were grateful that they'd got the book in to go on the tour and do some supports but abby was like but what about the women from that era mm. booking women yeah and the, the guy said well you know in all honesty it's seen as a bit you know, it's seen as a thing when the men come back, but when the women do, it's seen as desperate. Mm. That really pisses me off. You know, I mean, I'm 50 and uh, I'm not going to stop getting on the stage until I can't get on the stage, you know? No, um, why should you? But that whole stigma with women, they have mm. to look glamorous and just and sexy and perfect figures and blah, blah, blah. And that's a selling point in music and it still is. You know, you look at Madonna and... You know, so I, I'm I, I like some Madonna, and you know, so if I, I'm not a massive fan. However, there's a separate thing, isn't there, of looking at what a woman is going through, and I just I've got a mix of of things about her. I think it's terrible that she's, you know, any woman, not just her feels like they have to go through surgery we look mm. at like the horrors of the corset apparently that was terrible but actual <laughs> surgery yeah to, to conform that, yeah, that, it's really that's just mad it's just it's really lunatic sad. and then so if she was recently in the daily mail um took pictures of her hands and her face and i just thought that why was that even in the paper why was that even in the paper that's i mean that is a massive massive ingrained issue in the patriarchal society Mm. that we live in isn't it it is it just you know even today you know so this is a couple of weeks ago that happened that that happens and you know regardless of whether i like madonna or not that is just shocking to me it really is that's dragging us tearing her down isn't it it's, no, but it's, it's, it's not just madonna it's tearing us all down of course all of us it's sending all of us a message that you can go you can even go ladies you can even go and have surgery on your face and have it pulled as tight as you like yeah. but we're still looking at your hands love we're still yeah. looking at your hands yeah that do you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, never be good enough. You must not get old. And when you do get old, go and hide. Yeah. You will never win. You are just, you are old and that is that. Yeah. It is yeah. just, what the, what those images said to women was just shocking. Yeah. Really. And we know 
that we get wiser and better a better songwriting you know because we've got our experiences um obviously by being bloody ancient we shouldn't be (laughs) on stage anymore uh contribute to our creativity in a in a way that um i'd craved for Mm. when i was younger you know so um yeah that's it's definitely definitely something that um needs breaking down and there's sure, time when older right. women were you know were respected whether you know our experience i'll say how many 44 um but you know as the long experience you stay of, off the stage yeah the, well yeah the experience of an older woman and then the um you know the like say that wisdom and the, and the perspective that that you have as you get older um was a good thing and we seem to be going further down the rabbit hole of own, only youth being valued um i, I think depressingly i think that's possibly getting worse and not better yeah I mean, it's not so bad in europe you know no. they tend to look after their olds and and stuff you know communities much more alive and kicking in europe mm. than it is here though we're all segregated yeah and i still blame yeah. thatcher yeah i do yeah i'm with you there <laughs> she did nothing for womankind no <laughs> no sister of mine okay my second uh independent artist is millie manders and the shut up <gasps> brilliant female-led yeah uh band well worth checking out if you haven't come across it maggie right. um they're kind of um i don't want to call them punk because they i find them quite difficult to to stick into a genre yeah. there's definitely some you know there's elements of kind of punk and skate punk and stuff but she's got a lot to say she's really passionate she takes no bloody nonsense and this is broken record <laughs>
Love a bit of Millie. I, I love Millie Manders. I was supposed to be going to one of their gigs, um, but it was in April 2020, so obviously it didn't happen. <laughs> well, they're booked to play at our Sheffield gig in October. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we're just waiting to sign the, the headliner up, and then, um, but yeah, uh, I can't wait to see them actually. Um, right. Thank you so much for joining us, Maggie. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really lovely. It's been really good talking to you. Um, so some advice from you for young women hitting the industry tech obviously tech, <laughs> tech is, is 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 the big one um but not not to care in the best way just don't you know just if you've got an idea no one's going to die if it doesn't work out right no one's going to die yeah. and you know it better that it dies on your terms than you listen to probably a bloke and <laughs> and you die you know it dies like that because you know so if you, the, the other thing and this is a big one um if you if something doesn't work try and, and it's it's an, i know i hate uh, you know sort of big up you know what they called um inspirational quotes or whatever um because life isn't like that right um however you can choose to look reflexively in two ways either positively or negatively and i would encourage people to try and get a positive out of things that go wrong um because it's a learning curve if nothing else mm-hmm. right? you know even if you think that was an absolute disaster and there's nothing i can salvage it from it great well you're never going to do it again are you <laughs> it, it can yeah. only happen once so you know so if this you know so if this is the thing you know um and it's not not to care in the in the most positive way. I say it quite a lot, you know, in the nicest possible way. I don't care about this, that, or the other. And that also is very freeing because mm. when you the things that you do care about, you've delineated. You've not wasted your life on things that you know. For example, I don't mind what artwork goes out as long as it's not offensive. I don't mind. You know, art is for other people as far as I'm concerned. I can't draw. Yeah. Um, you know, some things I really like, some things but I'm not going to get really upset about it. But if you start messing, you know, saying change the lyrics on that, I'll get upset mm-hmm. because that's my that's mine. No, no. Mm. I've said I'm cool about all this other stuff that you can go and have control over, but you're not having this and it makes it more powerful because then you are standing for what you believe in and like i said it's not caring in the nicest possible way amazing right um as we've i mean we always end on a classic but as we've had some banging classics on this show uh i thought i'd end with what i believe will be a future classic and this is wet leg and shays long oh i love wet leg
not-for-profit community interest company set up to tackle gender imbalance on the UK's independent stages. For more information, head to whereartthewomen.org. That's whereartthewomen.org.